The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. It's a story that took place on a bus in Israel. A man named Elishai is sitting in the chair. Elishai is an individual who works with immigrant youth. Kids that come in from different countries to Israel. Many of them don't have the background, weren't given a Jewish education, and he works with them to teach them about their customs and our customs and our traditions and our religion, inspiring them, encouraging them. And he's sitting on the bus, and the bus stops, and there's one open seat next to him, and a rabbi comes on. This rabbi looks regal, a long coat, beard. And they sit down, and the rabbi starts to engage really shy in conversation. And he starts telling him, Elishai says, tell me about yourself. And the rabbi says, explaining him. And the rabbi's so impressive. He's, the, he's a judge on a rabbinical court, a man of stature, scholarship, warmth. And he's so taken by this rabbi. Such character. And the rabbi says, what are you doing? And he goes, well, you know, I help the immigrants, the youth that come in to, to learn about our heritage. Rabbi goes, I want to tell you such incredibly important work that you're doing. He goes, no, no. He goes, let me explain to you. He says, as a kid growing up, the rabbi says, his parents, so my parents survived the Holocaust. And the Holocaust took them for everything emotionally. And they didn't really have any emotional capital left for me. And so as a kid, I grew up on the streets. And I wasn't a great kid. And I got in trouble a lot. In fact, my friends called me the criminal. And right next to my house was a soccer field. And we played soccer every day. That's what we did. And right next to the soccer field, not too far, was a synagogue, was a shul. And many times, the soccer ball would end up in the shul. One time, it was a Shabbat. We're playing soccer. And I kicked the ball. And the ball went far. And it headed. It was heading towards the shul. But at the same moment that that ball was heading there, the rabbi of the shul had walked outside and the ball hit him in the head, knocked off his hat. And my friends were rolling, rolling. We don't care about rabbis. They were rolling. And I fearlessly crossed the street to get the ball. I saw the rabbi. I said, Rabbi, you all right? You want to join the game? Rabbi looked at me and said, Where are your parents? I was 15, he told me. Where are your parents? I told the rabbi, my parents are gone. Rabbi looked at me, and he looked closely at me. He said, You're hungry? I said, Yeah, I am. He goes, Follow me. I followed the rabbi back to his small little apartment where him and his wife were about to start their Shabbat meal. And they made a seat for me, and I started to eat and eat and eat, and I only realized afterwards that I ate most of their portion, too. And I was done eating, the rabbi said, You tired? I was. I was up all night, partying. I said, Yeah, I am. He brought me to his room, and he put me in his bed. And I slept the whole day. I woke up at night, and the rabbi goes, Would you like to do something tonight? He goes, and I said to him, Yeah, rabbi, I'd like to go to the movies. Rabbi pauses, looks me in the eyes and says, how much do the movies cost? And he said, a few shack, a few shekel. Rabbi reaches into his pocket and he gives me a few shekel and I just take the money and I go. 
Rabbi, as I walked at the Rabbi goes, anytime you want to come back, you're invited. And I did. Again, again, and again. A great meal, a bed, and money for the movies every single time. And after a few times, I sat down next to the rabbi and said, Rabbi, you're, what, what is going on over here? Like, what's with the books and the whole thing and the get-up? Come on. There's a whole world out there. And he says, you want to study? I'll teach you. And he said, I'll learn. And he started to teach me this Torah, Judaism, and I couldn't believe my ears. It was so deep and meaningful and spiritual. And I started to get more into it and more excited and more inspired. And I grew up and I wanted to be like him and I started to study more. And this rabbi became like a father to me. He walked me down my aisle. He was the sandak at my grandchildren's bris. I ultimately became a rabbi myself and rose to this position of being a judge on our rabbinical court, all because of that one rabbi. And I found out that I wasn't the only one. He had many people like me that he did this with. So son... This rabbi tells Elishai, keep on doing it. Keep on teaching. Keep on inspiring. You never know what you're going to do. You never know how you're going to encourage somebody. And the bus comes to a stop. And the rabbi goes, this is my stop. And he gets up on the chair and walks down. And as he walks down, Elishai leans over and goes, wait, wait, rabbi. He goes, what? He goes, what's the name of the rabbi? Who is the rabbi? And he goes, oh, the rabbi that helped me? His name was Ravavadi Yosef. Ravavadi Yosef was the greatest rabbi of the generation. <clears throat> I was so inspired by this story. Because we think that Ravavadi Yosef was the greatest rabbi because he was the smartest. Or because he had an incredible memory. Or because he had an incredible work ethic. Maybe. But you know why he was the greatest rabbi? Maybe it was because he had the greatest heart. Or maybe it was because he was doing the thing that we all should be doing. Ravadya was one of the greatest, not just because he had the greatest mind, because he had the greatest eyes. He saw the greatness in people. That wasn't a 15-year-old kid kicking a soccer ball. That was a kid starving for something deep. He believed in him. He believed in everybody. That's the measure of a leader. That's the story of Tishabov. God says, be that guy, be that woman. See the greatness in each other. See the light, my light in each other. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.